0: Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So far for the reading of God's word.
1: Our Heavenly Father, what we do not know teach us, and what we have not give us. What we are not kindly make us. That throughout our lives we may worship you to the glory and praise of your name. Amen. On uh, most... Nights, it's quiet at the country town of Ralston, uh, And it's also very quiet at the Ralston Bowling Club. However, there is a thing called Friday Night Frenzy and uh, things can get a little bit out of hand. But on Tuesday night, it's the big one in the town because Tuesday night, it's pizza night. Uh, we all vote yes for pizza. Once a week, me and the boys played squash out the back at the Ralston Bolo. In 2022, we were in the cattle breeds comp. Uh, We were the speckled uh, park team, one of eight teams. Our matches were once a week, Uh, any night, Monday to Thursday night. Sometimes our matches were on Tuesday. And so to get to the squash court, you'd have to go out the back. We'd walk through the sliding door into the dining room past pizza night. Uh, You'd see all the mums, dads, the grandparents, The kids sitting at the tables, at the bar, ordering pizza, ordering, eating pizza. And uh, what they weren't doing was pretty clear. They weren't there to watch me and the boys play Team 7, the Belted Galloways. I always felt that I had more of a chance on Tuesday nights because sometimes our opponents ordered and ate pizza while they waited to play us. I really don't know what that said about them or us as players but they never ate during the game as far as I know to play squash at Ralston we had to become members of the club we filled in um, the form we paid our subscription uh, we received the welcome letter from the club they gave us the, the card we were officially members and occasionally We'd have a meal down at the club, like lunch with people after church on Sunday or even on Tuesday night if squash wasn't on. The card gave us the discount. And uh, apart from this and squash, we really had very little to do as club members of Ralston Bowling Club. We're called as Christians to a life of worship, to be living sacrifices. And Jesus made us members of his body, the church, what does a life Of worship look like as members of Christ's church in the congregation how is that membership different to membership at the Ralston Bolo our big day in the week is Sunday the day that the scriptures tell us when Christians began to meet corporately the day believers first met the resurrected Lord. It came to be known as the Lord's Day. In an ancient text called the Dadake, I think that's how you say it, it might be another pronunciation, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Somewhere between 70 to 120 AD, so really not long after Jesus had risen, it was also known as the Lord's teaching of the 12 apostles to the nation. This is one of the things it says. But every Lord's Day, gather yourselves together and break bread and give thanksgiving. Now, I'm sure they uh, met at other times in smaller groups, but as a congregation, why is this so important? There's another day, a final day of judgment, when God will set all things right. We live between these two days the church lives between these two days meeting together recognises that we are living between these two days Sunday and the day that's coming the Pharisees in Luke 17 were waiting for that day and they asked Jesus when the day of god's kingdom would come and in luke 17 jesus says that the kingdom of god is in your midst he was pointing to himself today god's kingdom is in our midst whenever jesus is present with his people in his church by his Holy Spirit as Jesus comes to dwell with his church as the church submits to Jesus's rule we show God's kingdom to the world as Jesus is present with his people who builds his kingdom as one by one, individuals submit to Jesus and come into his church. You can worship God in your garden. Uh, you can worship God at the Winyard Tulip Festival on Sunday morning. And as we saw last week, uh, last Sunday in Romans 12, worshipping God is your life in in view of the mercies of God. As you you understand the uh, magnificence of God's gospel, the uh, plentiful mercy of God, God who's done that, you serve God with your life. That's worship. But what is my true and proper worship in the congregation on Sunday morning? Before Jesus came, God's people met together and offered sacrifices to God. They went through the priests, they went to the temple. We don't worship like this in church. But we are urged from Scripture to meet regularly. From Hebrews 10, It says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. We meet together for the day. It's hard being a Christian, it's hard living for Christ in a world in a society that doesn't it's hard to offer yourself to God it's hard not to live as though you are God it's it's to live for something else hard to live by faith to keep looking to Jesus and get discouraged give up a day is coming a race to complete a finish line to get to nearer today than it was yesterday and how you complete this how you persevere matters. During the 2016 World Triathlon Series, one of the races held in that year was in blistering heat on the island of of Cozumel, Mexico. Two brothers, Alistair and Johnny Brownlee, were out in front with Johnny ahead by about 100 metres. They'd completed the 1,500-metre swim, the 40-kilometre bike ride, and now they're on the final leg. And with 700 metres to go of that 10-kilometre run, Alistair saw his brother struggling. Johnny began uh, sort of weaving weaving his, his body in the hot conditions. His legs were giving way. He was about to collapse at any moment. And Alistair knew his brother... Wasn't going to make it on his own. And rather than just run past him, Alastair decided to slow down, came alongside him to prop him up. And cheered on by the crowd, Alastair led him and supported him for the final metres and pushed him over the line in second place. And in doing this, both Alistair and Johnny were overtaken by a South African. Uh, Henry Schumann apparently won that race that day. Out of the 68 competitors who started the race, 15, or 13 I should say, didn't finish. If left on his own, the danger was Johnny wouldn't finish. And the danger that I face is giving up and not finishing. Of not being concerned about that. And that's why I need you and you need me. We need each other. The writer of the Hebrews could have said, Make sure you keep meeting other believers, otherwise you might easily fall away. And that's true. But he could have said that, but he doesn't say that, does he? What he says is, keep meeting up with other Christians, not for your sake, but for theirs. They need your encouragement. Be an Alistair. Come alongside your brother or sister in Christ. Are you okay? With a word of encouragement. With a generous heart. I've missed you on Sunday. How has the Lord encouraged you this week? How can I pray for you tomorrow? I've been praying about your work situation. How's it going? Would you like to meet up next Thursday and read the Bible together? may you know god's peace as you try to talk to your neighbor about jesus keep meeting together for the sake of others they need your encouragement and all the more as the day is drawing near keep meeting for the day and keep meeting together for the growth we are God's family, God's temple, the body of Christ, the household of faith growing together in Christian maturity. In 1 Thessalonians 5 it says, encourage one another and build each other up. That's the test. Does it build people up as believers? Will it edify? So Come together on Sundays with that as your aim. It's where we are serviced by God. We can sometimes get this confused. Sometimes it's said, you know, how was the church service this morning? As if we've given God our service. But first and foremost, it's God who serves us when we meet. And he does it in three ways. First, by his word. The ministry of the word is at the heart of our meetings. His word in the Bible readings, in the creed that we said earlier, in the sermon. His word in the all age spot. His word shaping the way we pray. His word as we sing that word together. And as we speak to each other. By his word, the Lord creates the church. You were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You can have a church without a building. You can have a church without ordained ministers, without music. You can have a church without the Lord's Supper. There's just one vital ingredient without which the true church doesn't exist. The presence of Christ. And Christ is present when we meet together and his word dwells among us. And without the the, the proclamation of of the biblical gospel, there can be no true church. We meet to hear the voice of our shepherd. Martin Luther says, thank God, even a seven-year-old child knows what the church is, namely holy believers and sheep who hear the voice of the shepherd. John Calvin, the church is seen where Christ appears and where his word is heard. John Stott, the word of God is the scepter by which Christ rules the church and the food by which he nourishes it. This is why when we meet together, much time is given to hear God speak through his word. And this is the main way we are serviced by God when we meet. We're serviced by God when we meet in the sacraments. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. First and foremost, baptism isn't so much a believer sort of waving their hands around at God and saying, Look what I've done, God. I'm a Christian now. Baptism speaks more of God's grace than our faith. Baptism speaks what God has done for his people in Jesus to cleanse us from sin and give us new life. Not something we do for God. Like the Lord's Supper, that it proclaims the gospel from God to us signifying his offer of grace and the gift of salvation. And we're serviced by God when we meet together through spiritual gifts. Teachers of the Bible aren't the only ones who are building God's church. Teachers have a crucial role, but to not to downgrade at all the contributions of others in the body. In fact, it is God's design that Each member contributes to the body in some measure. The congregation grows in maturity as each one ministers to the other. As we grow in our knowledge and love of the Lord Jesus, we renew our concern for one another in the ministry, to love one another, to encourage one another, to spur one another on, to offer hospitality to one another, to teach one another. And speak to one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, to, to greet one another and to serve one another. None of us can say, "We have nothing to offer." God gives gifts for the common good of the congregation. God gives a variety of spiritual gifts so that we will serve, so the body of Christ will function properly. How can I serve? How can I personally use his word to serve others in the congregation? This is true worship in the congregation. So think of church as a service station where we are serviced So that we can serve God better, equipped to worship God in our lives, like turning up for training. The players know they will be better on game day if they train together. They talk to each other, they plan together, help each other, work out moves, work out set plays, they get fit. The coaching staff lay out the program to follow there's encouragement when the ball is dropped or someone slackens off each one trains hard as they see the others that are putting in the hard yards training is preparing well for game day and as Christians You and I are to offer to God our lives as a living sacrifice to train for that day. And this means life isn't really about my plans, my successes, my dreams, my aspirations. Life is about what the Lord is doing. And that means I need to keep learning what that means. Because too often I want to get off the place where I lay down my life for Jesus. Weekly training in the congregation is where I keep learning. And more importantly, where I encourage others to keep training. Congregational training is on every Sunday. And we also recognise true worship in the congregation is where we are responding to God. One day after Pentecost, the church is praising God. Does that mean singing together? Well, that was one of the ways the congregation expressed gratitude to God, gratitude to God throughout their lives. And then as the congregation, to express together their gratitude to God. And we respond to God in prayer, who chooses to use our prayers to bless us as we pray. But what is primary as the congregation meets is the growth of the congregation, the building up of it being serviced by God, equipped, trained for the life of worship as his living sacrifices. Well, finally then, true worship in the congregation is where we are active participants of encouragement. There was a distinguished lawyer in a newspaper interview to describe the reason why he went to church. This is what he said. When I go to church, I want to pray and worship God, and I'm doing it on myself. I'm not very interested, he said, in who else is there. And I'm afraid I don't like it when someone else wants to shake my hand in the middle of it. Is he right? We don't go to church as individuals to worship God. We go as a body to meet with each other to encourage one another. Not what I will get out of this. But how can I contribute? When you arrive on Sunday morning, remember you are not just going to meet with God. We aren't to treat it like my membership at the Ralston Club and Tuesday night pizza but each week its squash each week there's a an opponent if I'm not there he's missing out beating me but if it happens that we have a a good match We are both the better for it. And that's what it's like in the congregation. Jesus has brought you into his team. We aren't the speckled cows, park cows, but we are very precious ones. Yes, we are flawed and far from perfect. And you are meeting with your brothers and sisters in Christ, so precious to Jesus, your Saviour. And precious to you. The story is told of a man who started coming to church on his own on a Sunday morning. When he arrived, he found an empty pew and sat in it sat in the same spot, Sunday by Sunday, in the same row. And then often, he noticed, during the first song as it was being sung, a young family would arrive and they would sit near where the man was sitting. But the family never acknowledged that he was there. In fact, they sat in such a way that their bodies were angled away from him and sort of facing towards themselves. They were making no attempt to meet this fellow. And in a letter he wrote this, that they could have done all of that at home, watching songs of praise We are family. Good families spend time with each other and are open to welcoming others into their lives. Who welcome, like someone you know who visits your home. You welcome them. The closer our relationships across the congregation in our church family, the better we are able to spur each other on in our Christian lives. And the more we do that, the better we will worship God. Not just on Sundays in the congregation, but for the rest of our lives. Our Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we praise you for your wonderful design, purpose, wisdom in your people, the church. And although we feel very weak and we face many pressures, we pray that, Father, we would see that we are here for training, to be serviced by you week to week your precious people, that your word will dwell with us to equip us, to transform us, that we may live lives to your glory as living sacrifices, to live in this world, to demonstrate that your kingdom has come. And equipped by that word, Lord, we pray that we might speak that word to each other, And indeed, in our daily living, to be living sacrifices, to lay down our lives for Jesus, to make the news of his kingdom known. Thank you, Father, for the place of encouragement for us, your church and people. May you spur each one of us on as that day draws near when Jesus will come. And in his name we pray. Amen.